Feels good. Feels good. Good morning, church. So it's time for the word. Hallelujah. Honestly, today is one of those days that I actually feel very, very competent and there is a river that is about to flow from today's um, teaching. All I just ask is that your heart is opened to what God wants to do. So, I want you to start with this prayer that, Lord, let my heart be, be open to your word. Let my heart be open to your word. Let my heart be open to your word. Let my heart open to your word. taken out the way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But in Jesus' name we are good. You may be seated. Okay. So, we will start with a recap, basically. A few weeks ago, a river was opened through Pastor Abiola Adishile through the series that it took the Lord of hosts and I happened to enter into that river very recently so it's out of that river that I'm now here to speak life into you and I'm ve- and I'm hoping that as we hear these words we are transformed in the name of Jesus yes so two weeks back we started a series called the culture of heaven but we took a, do- a detour last week and we are back again today and this is the second part in the series the culture of everyone and the conc- concluding part as well and the subheading is called the way of consecration the way of consecration so for those who are not around i talked about culture i talked about how culture is a way of life for people for an individual and for a society and i mentioned that there are different markers that are used in identifying the ethnic group of a person there are also different things that we can use to tell 
is the behavior of a particular nation or civilization or society or structure praise god this is just a recap and i also mentioned something about cultural identity whereby i said that your the extent to which you incorporate the culture that you are in into your lifestyle determines the acceptance of society towards you praise god and i branched into holiness talked about how god wants to in, wants to input holiness into a nation and i also talked about the fact that spirits they basically want to rule over territories and a major factor in the formation of a culture is the spirit that has been is the spirit that is ruling over that particular territory or jurisdiction praise god i hope you have not lost me thus far and i also mentioned that every every um territory is patterned after the nature of the spirit and that god himself is seeking to imprint his own nature upon the society and he is willing to do that he's looking to do that rather through you and me praise god that's just a very 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 basic introduction um, basic recap if you want to have the full gist you can check our church podcast group praise god it's just 30 minutes and something powerful now we want to go to how god actually does the process of align of make of enabling us to transmit his culture towards people praise god praise god so here we start Let us go to um let us go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Can we go to verse 12? Okay. Giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. The next verse. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son praise god now what the scripture is telling us is that there was a time that you and i were not into this kingdom of the dear son so there was one time by you and i were into the kingdom of darkness and that darkness influenced our total behavior so your habits your preferences your tastes your appetites your desires your tendencies your lifestyle your whole constitution was demonic basically and your your level of exposure to that kingdom is actually very 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 much basically and when we accepted lord jesus christ as our lord and our personal savior we got translated into the kingdom of his dear son hallelujah but because we have spent so long a time in the kingdom of darkness the, the thing is that it is very very difficult for one to just immediately enter into the kingdom of the sun and live out his reality good there's a yes an, an, an analogy now who wants to go to canada raise up your hand who wants a canadian citizenship you don't want you have to go to Canada, but you don't want the citizenship. Uh-uh. Uh. Anyway, the thing is that if you want to go to if you want to become a Canadian citizen, you'd have to stay in this in the country for a specified period of time. And afterwards, you now take a test, you take an exam. But before you take that exam, you go through a formal tutorial whereby they teach you about the way of the canadians we teach you about the lifestyle the culture the habits the mindsets the privileges of being a canadian and your constitution then you not take that exam and when you now pass the exam you become a fully fleshed canadian citizen because but but you have to part a process because you are not born into it hallelujah you're not born into that culture rather or that country hallelujah now why do we have now why is it that they have to take that test or the exam it is because 
they have spent a very very long time in their home country and their home country is at odds with the, with the culture that they, are, that they are trying to enter into praise god the way nigerian thinks it will be different from the way canadian actually thinks so they want you to be aligned to their way of thinking so that when you get there you don't cause trouble for them praise god and also when you get there you will be you will become a canadian patriot it's just that we have many many nigerian styles now hallelujah so what this verse is telling us is that there was once a time that we were in the kingdom of darkness and because we were in that kingdom our um the time that we have spent in the kingdom of god is very 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 little compared to the time that you have spent in the kingdom of darkness and so like i've said everything about us is geared towards committing evil before you got saved everything on your mind was just to do or just to do bad things hallelujah people um for some of us who took um what's the course again i think gs one no no one not 106 philosophy and logic it, it was said by a philosopher that man is tabula rasa what tabula rasa means man is a clean state it says that if you just entered into the world now you don't have any um you don't have any inherent strength to commit evil praise god more so that your experiences your knowledge and your environment as well would determine the kind of person you would end up becoming but that's not what the lord says he said in the word that for all men have sinned and have fallen short of the kingdom of god in sin did my mother conceive me and i was shaping in iniquity so that means that right from bed right from bed you just want to do rubbish hallelujah praise god are we following me so because of that the lord has to take us through a process whereby all those things that have been there that are not in not in conformity to his will to his reality and to his nature have to be removed praise god all those habits that are not positive that behavior that is that, that is not really really okay the lord has to take time to take it away from you and i want to bust a bit so i discovered yesterday that the notion that it takes 21 days to learn a new habit is false it's not true it's not true it's not true the reason why one of the reasons why is because some habits are easier to form and some are very very difficult to form praise god for example now all those habits that are pleasurable all those addictions that are very 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 difficult to remove but habits like trying to uh, what, which, which habit can i use now maybe trying to eat three times a day or trying to do what more regularly those ones are much 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 easier but let's let's give an, an instance now imagine you want to have a fit body so you have to be going to the to the gym to be exercising regularly when you start at first you'll be like as though you want to die you continue into it eventually it becomes second nature to you so the lord also has this thing in mind he hallelujah he knows that it's going to take a lot of time for him to remove covetousness lust malice jealousy envy gossiping backbiting all those things he knows it's going to take a long time to remove it so what he has now done is to institute a program enable him to be removing all those things little by little through practical experiences and situations hallelujah praise god but i want us to shift to another side hallelujah this consecration the word consecration means to set something apart to set something apart and it comes in two phases no it comes in two sides rather the first side is you being separated from the normal normal distance from the customs and practice of the world practices of the world 
and a second second side of that coin is you being separated unto somebody in this case being separated unto god for his use and anybody who is under a consecration is someone that is under ownership to god that has subjected his will to god praise god praise god praise god now this is where it becomes very 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 terrifying the thing about consecration is that like i've said is he has to do with ownership and for god to become a legal owner of you he had to pay a price hallelujah and that price was his blood god bled for you to become his and with that with that uh, with that um event what happened was that he made you his own much so that you don't have a life to live any longer you don't have a will to to use any longer you don't even have a self or an identity that has to do with your personal self any longer hallelujah so because of that that means that god can choose to use you for anything that he has in mind provided he fits into his purposes whether it is comfortable or uncomfortable whether you like it or you don't like it it's good now thing is that god has a standard god has a standard and any vessel that he wants to use he has to measure to a specific level if it's below that level he cannot use that vessel hallelujah if you read if you've read um i think first kings yes first kings you if you read the beginning of first kings particularly the story of solomon the way the man lived in wealth and luxury you realize that 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 that, that king used only articles that were made of gold hallelujah it was said in this time that silver was scarce you come to his castle and everything will be seen will just be good you go to his bedroom to his toilet you'll be seeing gold everywhere even the church paper they were using it was made of gold and that was because of the kind of office that was holding because he because he was the king of israel you could not use anything that was below standard so also god if god wants to use anything he has to match his own preference and his own standard hallelujah and the sad thing about this yes it's actually sad because if we don't know this it can actually put a lot of things in trouble the sad thing about this is that if we don't measure up to that standard bad things will start happening hallelujah pastor if you if if you did not yield to what if you did not yield to the call of god upon your life you know many things would have happened many terrible things would have happened many deliverances would have been would not have even happened at all some people would have ended up losing their lives because you know guys hallelujah it is thing for each and every one of us it is the same thing for each and every one of us ah. praise god i'm feeling very very please don't mind me i'm feeling very very um i don't have the word to use to come together i'm feeling right now but just hoping that god will grant me all chance Um, now the thing about God is that he's always looking for a person to f- he's always looking for a person and when he has found that person he he um, makes a deposit upon that person then now releases him to do what he wants to do hallelujah and there are several examples of this in the Bible and I want us to look at some of them so we will go to first Samuel chapter 13 verse 1 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 1 No, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter chapter 3 Yes And the child, and the child Samuel 
ministered unto the Lord before he lied. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no hope and vision. Do you have another translation? Like NIV or anything less KJV? Or Amplified? Okay. Now the boy Samuel was attending to the service of the Lord under the supervision of Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. Visions that it's new revelations of divine truth. Thank you very very much, ma. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days you know it's surprising that for a period of time the word of the lord was not available at all and god now had to reach out to a small boy to declare his word to him you know it's surprising or you have not thought about it okay Normally, the nation of Israel would have a high priest that would act as the religious and the spiritual head of that nation. And it is expected that that high priest would be receiving ordinances for God to become God, to be declaring to the nation. And there would also be priests as well that would be ministering unto the people and also unto the Lord. And also, there will be prophets, men of God, who would claim to act as the spokesperson of God, who would be declaring his word to people part time, per season. And yet, these three people were not available hallelujah these three people they were present but it was like as though god had abandoned them completely like as though they got sidelined hallelujah so what, what now happened how is it that god now decided god was looking for somebody but not really find anybody that he had to look for a little child to minister to him how is it that despite the, the, the despite the level of men that were there, the word of the Lord was still scarce? It's like saying that God is talking. Look, it's like saying that in this fellowship, God is doing things through a jam bite, and the president of the fellowship is not even aware of what God is doing at all. Hallelujah! I'm not saying this out of pride. I'm just saying this from the standpoint of the fact that as the president of the fellowship, obviously you're supposed to know the voice of the Lord part time season but if they are not here and it's now a jam by not even a student that is now doing different things moving in different dimensions even coming to the to the public to preach and to teach there is an issue there is a very very serious issue praise god and this is not the first this, this is not the only thing to repeat itself hallelujah let us go to judges chapter 13 that's one and the children of israel did evil again in the sight of the lord and the lord delivered them into the hand of the philistines 40 years the next verse and there was a certain man of zora from the family of the danites whose name was manoah and his wife was barren and bear not the next verse and the angel of the lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her be not, behold now thou art barren and bearest not but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. The next verse. Now, dear, can we go to verse 5? Okay. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. But this child shall be a Nazarite unto God in the womb, and shall begin to deliver Israel out of the land, out of the hand of the Philistines. Question Is it that there was no army in that time? Is it that the people of the children of Israel did not have somebody that could act as a deliverer in that time? But instead, God was like as though God now focused that generation that was not even imagined. Praise God. Are we getting something? Is this anything to eating us? Is it me? I don't think so. Praise God. Now, the one that I even find very, very disturbing that actually made me sad was the story of Saul. The story of Saul. 
1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 1 says that Saul was 30 years when he started to reign. He was 30 years when he started to reign. And Acts chapter 13 verse 21 says that Saul ruled the nation for over 40 years. But in that um, 1 Samuel 13, when you go down, you realize that Saul started making mistakes from the second year of his reign. And as you look, as you look through that chapter, Samuel said that Lord had rejected him as king. I was already looking for someone after his own heart. And Saul reigned for 40 years. Hallelujah. 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 Saul reigned for 40 years. And meanwhile, the Bible, the Bible also says that David was 30 years old when he began to reign. Saul reigned for 40 years. And the youngest son, Ishbosheth, he reigned for two years in Israel after the death of his father. So let us imagine that after the death of Ishbosheth, David became the king of Israel. So that would now be um, 30 minus 2, making it 28. So 28 minus 40. But for me, 12 minus 12. Ah, like I don't complete this thing well. Hallelujah. Anyway, the point is that Saul was ruling for a very long time, and yet God said that you are not my king any longer. And instead of God to not be looking for men within that nation, he did not find any single person to be the king of Israel for that time. Hallelujah. It's like saying that okay, there is an issue now on God. And I go to this way, I see nobody there. I go to this way, no one is available. I go to this way, nobody is available. I go to this way, I don't see any other person. So what am I to do? I would rather send someone down. Hallelujah. Imagine, I, it's going to be a very, very big insult to this generation if God decides to neglect us and focus on the next people that are coming. It's going to be a very, very big insult to us. Because that means that the dealings of God for our generation, they have ended. Everything we are going to be doing, they have ended. Hallelujah. So, King Saul was the king of Israel, but spiritually, he had left his office. King Saul was the king of Israel. He would fight the battles. He would win them. The people of Israel said, Ah, see our king. Let us go and pay tribute. But in the sight of God, this man is not there. In the realm of the spirits, that office was vacant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a prayer point for us. Lord, do not let me be irrelevant to you while I am alive. Let us pray. Lord, do not let me be irrelevant to you while I am alive. Lord, do not let me be irrelevant to you while I am alive. That you decide to start starting up another process because I am because I chose not to listen that things are going on and I'm not aware of it but instead you decided to send somebody that is not even born Jesus name we have prayed Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 I have to forgive me for doing some scriptural uh, manipulation, but I'm getting somewhere. And I sought for a man among them that should make a hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But uh, can someone say it? But I, I, the next verse, the next verse. Therefore have I poured out my inclination upon them. I have consumed them with the work with the fire of my wrath. They are always have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Many times we think that when evil comes, we think that when evil occurs, it's like as though God is weak. It's like as though the um the realm of the the holds of, of, of darkness, they are more powerful than we are. The fact is that we did not yield to God. That's the basic truth. God did not find somebody that was available at that moment to stem the evil. 
and instead destruction came. So every territory should get destroyed. It's not because God was incapable, but because men were, were not available. If a territory should get destroyed, it was not because God lacked power. It was, it's not like that. But rather, men were not available. Hallelujah. So now we are here. And we call ourselves the church. We call ourselves a garden of believers. But how many of us are actually doing the things that are actually preventing evil from having its way in this school or in our family or in the place that God has positioned us in? Praise God. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. And that has gone. Hallelujah. So let us go to the next session. Can we go to Numbers chapter 6? Numbers chapter 6. And Lord speak unto Moses, saying, Please can I go to the next verse. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Whether I, when either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite to separate themselves unto the Lord next verse they shall separate themselves from wine and strong drink and shall drink no vinegar or wine or vinegar of strong drink neither shall they drink any liquor or grapes nor eat most moist grapes or dried the next verse all the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of the vine tree from the kennels from the kennels even to the husk the next verse all the days of, it, of the vow of his of separation, there shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in which, in the which he separated himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of his hair grow. Praise God. Now, God is talking about a particular set of people within that time that were known as the Nazarites. Hallelujah. Please, can we celebrate the AHSF president? He just arrived now. That's Pastor Emmanuel Adedayo. The birthday was yesterday also. Ah, he's here now. He doesn't need to be checking. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, so as I was saying, the um God was talking about a particular sect of people called the Nazarites. And those people were a group of people that would consecrate themselves to God and they will do the, and what God now did was that He laid some some rules for them to follow. Hallelujah. But the truth is that that thing is actually a pattern for what God also has in store for us. Hallelujah. Now the thing about this these people is that they they will usually make a decision to separate themselves unto the Lord. But in our own case, we are consecrated from the moment we got saved. Hallelujah. It's only some it's only it's only some exceptions that are that change that rule. Because people like Samuel are like Samson. The Bible says they were consecrated from the day of their birth. And also these Nazarites had a specified period of time whereby they would be whereby they would be separated for God. For some it was sixty days, some thirty days, some many days. Yeah. But for us, from the moment we got saved to the moment we die, we will continually be on the path of consecration. Hallelujah. Are you following? So, like I've said, it's a pattern for us. And that is what God also has in store for us. God has separated us. And He separated us for a reason. He separated us for, for a purpose. And in that purpose that He is using to make things happen. It is that purpose that He is using to make things happen. Each and every one of us. Sister Diola, Sister Rebecca, Adeayo, C.M. Matthew, Steve. God had, God had imagined a picture of us. He had conceived a picture of us before we were born. And it is that man that is looking after. It is that man that wants to come out. So what he has now done is that he has instituted a program, like I said earlier, to enable us to become that person. And that person is the standard 
for us and until we become that person we will not be able to do anything substantial or tangible for god hallelujah praise god glory to jesus just check my notes Now this is called consecration. There are two there are two dimensions to it. The first one is the general dimension, and that is the one that is outlined in the Bible, whereby it said that do not lie, do not cheat, do not steal, do not do this, do not do that. And one you cannot really, really say whether you can go away from it or not. You cannot argue against it. Yeah, as it applies to you, so also does it apply to myself. Hallelujah. But there is but there is another dimension that is much more personal, that is much more individualistic it is said that what god has in store for me and what god now tells someone like pastor abela to might be different from what god will tell someone like pastor um sister adeshewa to be doing praise god and this thing it varies it varies from it varies according to dispensation according to time according to seasons and also according to people like for example i usually hear that some people don't some people received instructions not to watch movies for a, for a specified time not that watching movies is a sin but if you were living in a time whereby there was no television at all you know that kind of demand would not be available for, for example and also it also means that god god's dealings with us are tuned to the to the situation that is on ground hallelujah that dimension is called dealings 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 he just got interacting with us for the purpose of betting the kind of person that he wants to see so those dealings have been taught into your lifestyle and into your personality until you manifest until you sorry until you follow that pattern you will not really really be able to become the person that god wants you to be and the sad thing is that if you don't take those classes if you don't if you don't enroll in that school you will not be able to move hallelujah god will not be able to use you anything it was said in the book of luke chapter 1 verse 80 that john the Baptist was in the wilderness until the day of his manifestation Aside from the fact that the man was praying and interceding, he was also going through some very, very, very powerful dealings that until he had become, until those things had become a part of him, there was no way for God to send him out. There's some of us here that we have received calls, we know what God has in store for us, but we are in a hurry. Lord is saying, wait, wait, trust the process, do not bypass the process. Hallelujah. It's just like the University of Ibadan, for example. Sister Tomlinson now, she's a medical doctor in view. And the time is going to come where she'll be approaching on some people for cutting their stomachs and doing all kinds of things. But if she decided not to learn the procedures, if she decided not to learn the fundamentals, and she now decides to bypass the process, she now becomes a surgeon. Hmm. And, she now, and she now does the dissection. Hallelujah. May it not be said that you keep somebody. Or someone like Sister Kizzy now, who is a pharmacist. And instead of me, and I want to get, and I'm having an issue, and I want to get a drug, and I go to meet her, and instead she gives me a drug that can end up killing me. Hallelujah. There is a, there is a current situation that is going in Lagos whereby many buildings are beginning to collapse. There is one of the reasons. Is because the, the engineers, the architects, the developers, they do not really, really go through the fundamental training. They just maybe, maybe in their schooling, maybe in the school they went to, they start classes, they miss tests, they gave lecturers, they gave lecturers money, they cheated in the exam, they did not read. All those, all those situations that many of us usually do. Please repent, bro. repent, actually. So they took those things. And the result was that their knowledge of their of their field was deficient. 
and he ended up killing people. Hallelujah. Some of us really complain of class. Some of us really say that the assignments are too much. Some of us, it's like as though you are wants to kill us. But if you don't go through this process now, you will become a bit. And when you enter into society, you end up becoming a problem. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. One of the ways the devil is trying to attack us now is that he is to get us disqualified from our consecration. In the sense that all those things that God has already laid down for us to follow, we are beginning to disobey them. There will be situations that will come to us that will lead to us compromising. Hallelujah. That is one. Another way is for us to become unserious with what he has in, in what he has in store for us in the sense that we don't really really have that call as our priority hallelujah instead, instead we are focused on that which is worldly that which is temporal praise jesus are we getting something are we understanding everything i've been saying should i ask a question let me point Who should I go to? Buffy Fair? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, yeah, come. Can just come here? Can just come here? What have I been saying thus far? Hallelujah, you can use this one. the Lord. Um, in a brief sentence, I would say that we need a personal concentration, that we need a personal fellowship with Christ, that we need to touch Him, we need to encounter Him and Hallelujah. Celebrating. Um, Sister Kiki, what have I been saying thus far? Now, if you say your lecturers are not trusting you, Hallelujah. If I if I now did an exam or a test, what will now happen? You will pass. Praise God. Praise God. I have to go and do it again. Everything I've been saying thus far is that God wants to use us to do something. And if we don't conform to that, we will end up going to another generation that has not been born before our time. Hallelujah. Anyway, the message is going to be released very soon. So I endeavor to listen to it for a fuller understanding. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. So, all of us, we are the product of many labors. All of us, we are the product of many rivers. I, for one, I, my worldview is centered around many, many people that I've learned from. And two of those people are Watchman D and Dr. Miles Munro. For those who know them. And the thing about those people is that as I drank from their river, it ended up becoming a part of me. And couple of what God has been doing me, I ended up becoming a dear. And the thing about this thing is that 
as I am here now, talking to you, blessing you, doing all the things that are concerned with ministry. It's not necessarily because I, that's um, what I can do. I like the thing like that. Rather because I was blessed by those people, and we are now reaping from their own labors. Hallelujah. And so the expectation is that as I am talking to you now like this, as I am blessing you, ministering to you now, you would also end up finding people that you would bless as well. So it's like you have a seed, you now put the seed into the seed will now become a tree, you will not be a much fruit, and those fruits will have many seeds. Those seeds will now have many, many fruits as well, and it continues and continues and continues like that up to the point that you really don't know the limit where it ends. Hallelujah. Why am I saying this? What I'm saying is that you and I, we have a stake in eternity. And our activities now are influencing the course of eternity. Praise God. So, when God is dealing with us the way He's doing, it's not necessarily because He is wicked. It's not because He hates you. It's not because He wants to punish you. But rather because there are many, many people that have been tied to your rising. And there are also many people that have also been tied to their own rising. And if you don't rise, those people as well will struggle. Hallelujah. There are nations that have been that have been that have been Hallelujah. There are nations that have been pushed into each and every one of us. Inside each and every one of us. If we decide not to respond to the call and better that nation, it's going to hinder God's work, basically. Hallelujah. 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 So when God tells us to do the things that we are doing, He's doing it because of those people. And because those people also have bearing on his own kingdom advancement so when the going gets tough please i would like for us to arm ourselves with this mentality that i'm that i'm not just my dealings are not just because of that god wants to my dealings are not just because of um my dealings are mainly because of the stake of what is at stake rather they are because of what god has in store for his people and if I do not rise, if I do not emerge, something is going to happen. What if those people I mentioned, what if they decide not to yield to their call? Then pastor will not be ministering to you now. Or will be saying rubbish. The year itself will not get that rubbish. You can admit it to other people. And it con- that chain reaction continues to unfold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see why it's that serious? Praise God. You see why it's very serious. Say Matuna is a talented keyboardist. But what if he decided to stop all those music classes, all those trainings? What if he decided not to become disciplined? Because that's going to come that this thing is going to this thing is doing would start prophesying into the hearts of people, start impacting grace into the people who are hearing it. But what if he didn't take the fundamentals now? I will be blessed. I will even want to come to church. Hallelujah. 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 Each and every one of us, our consecration is based on the call that God has called us to. So we cannot really afford to, to slack. We cannot afford to be backward. We cannot afford to be selfish or stubborn. Praise God. Now the Lord gave me a song for some people. Said that by passing process, and you are, and also you are trying, you are trying to, you are looking for premature emergence, premature emergence. You, you know you have the stuff, you know it is there, but you want to enter on time. You are not waiting for the process to be complete. So Lord is saying. Swallow your pride today. Come to the school of the spirit. Don't you know? In his hands are the keys to eternal life. A little yet, and a little yet. Until the day we're done. That's what we mean. Speaking. 
Alléluia. Alléluia. Praise God. Praise God. Now looking toward, don't know why. All of us were very, very happy yesterday, happy last week. Today, but just, ah, what happened now? Hallelujah. I can call how loud last week was. And today, all of you are just, ah, I'm not even, I'm not even getting joy from you people. Praise God. Oh, God. You missed a lot last week. Oh. The way all of them were doing you were like, and now today, the way they are, their energy level is just very low. I don't know. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, I have mentioned a lot of things. I have mentioned a lot of things. But I want to go to another, another aspect. Job chapter, Job chapter 31 verse 1. Job chapter 31 verse 1. Job, not Joshua. Thank you very much. I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a maid? Um, Sister Jola, can you use the um, um, amplified version? Hallelujah. So, the person that wrote this was living in a very, very ancient period. And those passions that we have now, those orgies that we have now, he also had them. And the way people, women used to do now, and also the way men used to do now. Although, although it's now worse, they were also doing it then. But he not that as an he did not use that as an excuse to engage into promiscuity. So what did he now do? He decided to set standards for himself. Hallelujah. Now there was there was once a time whereby if you went if you decided to go to a bookshop to buy a magazine or a novel that was X-rated, people will be looking at you as a sexually perverse person. But now, with my phone and hallelujah, with my phone I can do many things and you will not even know. Hallelujah. And also many things also enter my phone that, that happen without my own consent. Like as well, you just, just want to view the thing. But if I decide to, if those things come my way, and I decided and I decided to look into it, you know I've, I've stumbled. Praise God. I have stumbled. Many of us usually make excuses that okay, people are dressing decently, people are doing this, people are doing that. Yes, it's true. Is there virtue? All those things are happening and they are not good. But what is your response to all those things? If you as a brother, you are surrounded by women who walk around naked every day, how do you respond to such a situation? As to, to such a situation, would you decide to make a move on them or would you decide to set boundaries around them? Hallelujah. Or if you as a sister, you are receiving different advances from many, many guys. I know these people, they don't have sense. You know these people they want to actually um take your take your virginity away how do you respond to these people do you now decide that okay he likes me let me not follow him hallelujah it's just us setting standards for ourselves god will set standards for you normal and those standards are the consecration demands for you yourself you also have to make a covenant with yourself that this thing this thing this thing i am not going do it i'm not going to do it for the sake of what god has called me onto and for his fear as well hallelujah hallelujah nowadays you can just you can just be viewing something and then one pornographic content you just enter into your phone when or you are checking whatsapp and some people what they are posting on their status it's very very wonderful how do you respond to those situations like that hallelujah Praise God. Personally, what I started doing now is that if I see that you are a person that posts sexually inappropriate content regularly, then I block you, I mute you, I delete your number, and I have streamlined my um, my social media space to the point that no no kind of 
um evil can enter into it praise god praise god whether on instagram whether on whatsapp or any other thing if something like that should come i would find a way of getting rid of it quickly because if i should gaze at, at that thing is is the end basically the end hallelujah but how do you respond to these things i'm mentioning it again how do you respond to those things or imagine you're someone that you are living with people who who always get you who are very very wonderful in who are very very wonderful at making people angry and you are a person that is given to anger how do you manage yourself that you don't eventually become angry praise god how do you do it you have to set a system around it to ensure that even yes this thing might come but i will not give in to that thing because when you give in to that thing you are compromising hallelujah hallelujah or you are in the midst of people that like us how will you not do it would you also join them or would you keep quiet or say that what you are doing i don't fancy it or you decide to leave them little 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 things like this they matter because it's part of our consecration like i've said god has a picture of us that he wants us to become and the ultimate goal is christ yes but also that big that person is the kind of person that he wants to use for the dispensation that is current praise jesus praise jesus praise jesus so we have to start setting personal standards up to the point that when those things happen we are not moved by them it's not an easy thing it's not an easy thing i remember last year when bb nigerian was was around almost every day i would see content on bbm i don't like i watch the program but if someone now check my phone be like i do ah that's not one bbm Praise God. All throughout that period, I was always deleting, deleting. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I don't see this. But it still kept coming. It still kept coming. But some people they just be like, I don't think this thing is wrong per se. Just, just into it now. Bam. Praise God. Praise God. Ofife. Praise God. Are you getting something? Wonderful. So we need to learn these things. The stakes of eternity are just too great. They are just too great for us to mess up. And like I've said, if we decide not to follow God now, God is going to look for unborn children to start following Him. Ah, that is why that statement I said that God is able to use those stones to worship Him. They are actually very true. They are very true. But may not be a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. So in conclusion, in conclusion, the whole of the, the whole of the universe is waiting for us to manifest. Everybody is waiting for us to come. But there is a process that has been outlined for us. And until we pass into that process, we will not emerge. You are looking for the healing and nothing. Fine. It's wonderful. But have you learned the mechanisms of healing? You want to become a kingdom financier? Fine. But have you gone through the process of being broke once in a while? And have you received the dealing of giving, of emptying your account once in a while? Hallelujah. You want to become a relationship counselor? Fine. But the relationship you are with, are they okay? Praise God. That is why I don't want you to be surprised when you are trying to do something that is not good. And somewhere along the line, the situation will just not go your own it does not go in your own way it'll be like as though um god just decided to change everything turn it around it's not because you are a bad person but it's because god has placed a consecration upon your head that is fighting against all those things hallelujah hallelujah like i've said imagine you want to be a relationship counselor and you are dating somebody that is sexually perverse how do you want to undo it do you think God will let you be with that person? Do you honestly think so? No. At the end of the day, you receive breakfast. You recover. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Ani, you're not giving me joy. Hallelujah. Or oh, is this or oh, is this a solemn message? I don't even know what to do. If if he has penetrated into your heart and it has convicted you, I believe my job is done. But if you if he hasn't done it, I beseech you to go and meet God for mercy and to repent. To truly repent. Because the expectations of God upon us, they are so great that we cannot even do it on our own. That God has to make a program or a curriculum available for us to become that person. We are very good. We are very, very good. Pastor will say that if he should, if he should go to minister now, he will mess God up. Even myself, ah, you are with all and do many things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Have we been blessed thus far? And we are sure. I will take these things to heart. Praise God. Let's rise to our feet. I have two prayer points to make. First one is for those who by accident or by intentionality got disqualified from their consecration whereby they um they disobey god they disobey god and it's like as though they are not really really sure if they can get back on track god is saying that the window for repentance the window for restoration is available now so if you are one of those people i'll just ask that you beseech the lord for mercy just pray for mercy you are restored that you are restored that you are restored that you are restored a lot of people are falling and they didn't get back up but you don't have to be among them it's said in the word that the righteous man falls seven times and he still rises he can still rise it's not over yet he can still rise you can still rise don't give up don't give up yes you may be feeling convicted for a while Yes, you may have absconded from his presence, but that's not enough reason for you to give up. To him now, his, his arms are open. His arms are open. And he's, be, and he's asking that you be searching for mercy. Oh Lord, let mercy be made available. In the name of Jesus, let mercy be made available. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. The second one. For those of us that have still been kept and have been reserved for God, it's not an easy thing. And I would like for us to pray that we continually receive the grace to stay in, line, in the line of our, of, of our country. That we receive the grace to remain there. The grace to say no to unclean, uncleanness. The grace to say no to ungodliness. The grace to say no to unrighteousness. To impurity. To impurity. To impurity. We continually receive it. That when things are not going our way, that when things are not going in line with what God wants for us, the Lord should not, the Lord should not, um, it should not take away the process. It should not take away the process. We are continually subjected to it in the name of Jesus. And even when we are crying, even it's uncomfortable, the Lord should not give up on us. He should not give up on us. But until we are done, until He has seen that we are refined, until He has seen that we are attain into the stature that he desired of us let him not be done with us but also then you receive grace you receive grace to remain there to remain there in the name of jesus in jesus name we are quit.